Good day, good people. My name is Derek Green. I am the host of this here Dragon Fist MMA podcast. Thank you for joining us. And uh, got a great podcast for us today. Um, real well-known analyst who is extremely passionate, has a true passion for martial arts, and was uh, a sincere pleasure to talk to the gentleman and hear his thoughts on things. It was a great podcast. So uh, you guys want to stick around? His name is Robin Black. He's a bell- uh, commentator for Bellator. He does several other things as well uh it's just a great great analyst it was it was uh great to hear his um take on things and how and how things are developing in this strange times that we have right now these just uncertain times and uh what he says i believe is very correct it's it's all about preparation so um without further ado well actually i want to get into some news here real quick uh before we go into the uh the podcast with him UFC 249 um, scheduled now scheduled to take place May 9th, um, so we'll see how that goes. They they posted a card, of course, with some um, details at the bottom saying, "Hey, you know, all, not all these fights are signed, so some may fall through, some go." But it is a stacked card. Let me tell you, a really really great card. They have set up for May 9th. If it all if it all goes as planned, if it all goes as planned, we'll have fights. Uh, they're going to continue with the Gaethje versus tony ferguson fight um they're going to continue with um uh who else do they have oh yeah suhudo not continue but they added suhudo henry suhudo versus uh dominic cruz fantastic fight want to see how that goes especially after cruz's long layoff so that's going to be really exciting nunez versus spencer uh ningano versus rosenstruck hard to say his name stevens versus calvin cater it's gonna be a great fight Another one they added, which was kind of, I was really, I, th- I think, I personally think it's a really good fight, really great fight, uh, is Donald Cerrone versus Anthony Pettis. That is a fantastic fight. We'll be, uh, be some fireworks on that one. It'll be really good. Um, so that'll be a really great fight. Uh, and then, of course, you got uh, other matchups like um, Carlos Esparza versus Michelle Watterson, which would be a really good one. I'd like to see uh, Olenek uh, versus uh, Verdum. Just this card is just stacked. I'm just so excited for it. Uh, they put Vincent Luque versus Nico Price on this card, which uh, was on the original card, so they're going for that one again. Um, you know, uh, Jacare Salza versus Uriah Hall. That's a banger. That's going to be a good fight. Won't stick for that. Hope all these fights stay in. Maybe even they add a couple more. It would be great. Uh, just a good mega card, you know, just to kick things off back into action. I, I think the fight will go down. Um, things are kind of loosening up. Um, things are kind of calming down, so hopefully they'll be able to do this, you know, safely. Uh, of course, we want everything to be done safely. So, anyways, I uh, just wanted to get into that real quick before we get to our interview with Robin Black. Um, and here it is. So, guys, enjoy. Hello. Hello. Hey, man. Uh, hey, Robin. How's it going? Good. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so... My name is Derek Green, and welcome to the MMA, Dragon Fist MMA podcast, man. Yeah, man. Super happy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's cool. Uh, So how are things? Yeah, things are good. I'm driving to Toronto. Um, I live in Toronto, but my my, uh, studio is in, my little uh, home studio is in Toronto, and I'm doing some stuff for Bellator tonight, so uh, I got to get in there. Oh, nice. Very cool. Are are you still are you still gonna do uh, the little daily hangs even after quarantine? Yep. Uh 
Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you know, t- time is a uh, time is an element, right? And uh, you know, everything has an opportunity cost. If you spend thirty minutes on something, that's thirty minutes you can't spend on something else. So. Right, but I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying doing those daily YouTube hangs, yeah. Yeah, they're fun, man. I'm enjoying it as well. Thank you. Yeah, man. That's cool, man. So, uh, cool. So, uh, let's let's talk some martial arts, man. Yeah, I like it. Would, will it offend you if I order an iced coffee in the middle of this conversation from a drive-up window? You know, Robin, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Just let me know. Thank you. Yeah. I will. I will. Yeah, man. Let's, let's let's talk some martial arts and life. What anything? Yeah, man. Uh, so, so is so Bellator is coming back in June, right? Or the plan that I've heard, and you must take into account the fact that I'm, you know, I'm an analyst of of fighting. I'm not, you know, part of the business team. But from what I've heard so far, is yes, June in Chicago is being eyeballed and and i think that's that's the last i've heard anyways yeah okay cool well hope so hope everything opens yeah. back up then and we can get that going yeah i'm really missing this these fights man <laughs> i know well bellator is trying in the meantime doing three live streams a week on on the youtube channel of rebroadcasts and we're trying to jazz them up with something fresh so i'm going on with the fighters on bellator twitter and we are analyzing their fight. So at last uh, t- on Tuesday, I was on with Tim Johnson. He had one of the biggest knockouts of his career against a great fighter in Tyrell Fortune. So we, I, he and I go on live and analyze the fight as we watch it together. So that's been really fun. You know, we're trying to find ways to to do something cool and add something meaningful to these uh, to these rebroadcasts. Yeah, man, that's that's super cool. That's great. Uh, I didn't even know y'all were doing that. I'm gonna check those out. Yeah, tonight, so at the time you and I are chatting here, people could be listening to it at any time, but the time we're chatting, it's Thursday, and there's one tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the Bellator cards is up, and I'm going to go on with Taiwan Claxton. It's a Hawaiian card, Taiwan Claxton, uh, Joey Davis, and a, and a kid named Cass Bell, and we're going to analyze their fights on Bellator Twitter. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, live streaming. That'll be cool. I'm going to check that out for sure. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, so... I uh, wanted to get your thoughts, too, on because um, I, I was listening to your daily hangs and I, you kind of went into the, the whole Gaethje, Tony thing about we really don't know how these guys yep. are going to perform, seeing that everybody's kind of can't go to the gym. and Yeah, well, there's a lot of, you know, one one really interesting thing about a time like this where where uh, everything changes, right? We're in our homes and the, the meaning of everything changes is it's a good time to look at the flaws in your process because the flaws in, in people's processes become exposed, um, whether that's politics or business or how you run your business and the flaws in how we analyze fighting is, is, is one of the things we have to look at. You know, In every case, the things we think we know about these fighters are just narratives created by you know, old school television right? We look at, at a guy, we say, oh, Tony's got great this and he's got great that. And, you know, he's a submission thread here. And all of those things are just, you know, they're moments in time. These guys are all reflections of the preparation as we all are. You know, if you go into a meeting, let's say you had two job interviews, one of them, you show up, you're tired, you're hungover, you didn't prepare, you don't know anything about it. You're in a bad mood. You got bad news. Your car broke down. A bunch of stuff happens. You go into that job interview. You go into a different job interview 
and you were up all night on TED Talk and YouTube uh, 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 prepping for the company and looking at how people do interviews and preparing and got a lot of sleep and you had a positive mindset and stuff. Which one are you going to do better in? You're not, you know, this is Dave or Steve and this is how good he is at interviews. Dave or Steve is a reflection of their preparation. And every interview is different. And that's the case of every one of these fighters in every one of these fights. The flaw is not, the flaw is our narrative. The flaw is, is our formula for how we try to discuss or analyze these things. They are not fixed quantities. So-and-so has great takedown defense and is a great striker and a, a purple belt in jujitsu. They are ever-changing uh, quantities of, of skills and attributes as we all are. And so... You know, and, and there's no big deal about that. You know, we're not hurting the world if we if we analyze fighting, you know, not in total truth. Uh, but the, the weakness of it is if we think that Tony Ferguson or Justin Gaethje is just a video game character with attributes and scores never changing, we think that about ourselves. If we think that about ourselves, we lose the ability to, to add skills and improve things and stuff because we think we're fixed. It's a fixed mindset. And that's the flaw. That's why... And, and this time, the fact that they are not tr able to train, Chris Weidman is just hitting a bag in his basement and, and he was going to fight. And why on earth would we think that Chris Weidman would be the same Chris Weidman who trained every day with uh, in a wrestling room? Right. We wouldn't, right? Yeah. And Ju Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson are not what we think they are. We have no idea what they are. That can make for good fights. It can make for bad fights. It could be dangerous. You know, there's, it's an argument we haven't heard a lot about. I don't have a lot of opinion on, on whether or not the UFC or Bellator or anyone should be running stuff. It's not really my business. It's not my, you know, the conflict and the controversy isn't really my job. Um, but there's certainly a question as to whether or not fighters who are not able to prepare, not able to train, you know, uh, should be fighting the safety of it and the quality of it. Uh, but at the same time, it's what we have. Um, you know, the quality of my breakdowns are shittier uh, if I don't have the, the tools, but I still want to do them. So right. these guys still want to fight and we still want to watch it. But but it is definitely, you know, I'm shocked when we see that, you know, the people will say, oh, the unbelievable fight card, May 9th. It's this fight, this fight, this fight. It's like, you know. Three out of 10 of those fights will fall through because we're living in a world with millions of variables. Mm -hmm. And yet we're still going through the old formulas of we see a fight card, we say this is the card. Then we say this guy's good at this and this guy's good at this. And what's being exposed is the entire flaws and our entire system of how we discuss these things. Right. And they, they were very clear. They're like, none of these, a lot of these fights aren't even signed. So, yeah. you know, don't put the yeah. Yeah. hopes into well, it too much, pretty much. For sure. And, and, you know, we all have different purposes, right? The purpose of a promoter is to get people to watch the product. And to get people to watch the product, you need to have people talk about it. You need to have them give them something to talk about. So you, you tease some of these things. So they're not in the wrong. They're doing exactly what they should do. And then the, the job of the journalist, you know, should be to find truth, not just go through with a formulaic, what's next for this guy, uh, what, you know, uh, who deserves a title shot. None of that shit's reality right now, right? Reality is what fight can we make based on who's available, who is actually training, you know, uh, uh, who can we fly there, who's not sick, who's not afraid to, you know, like these, all of the formulas of how we analyze these things are, are flawed at the best of times, but it's during times like this that we really see that, right. you know, they get exposed, right? Yep, definitely. 
And uh, so, I mean, you on the at the time that you were talking, Gaethje and Tony, um, it was before the the May eighteenth or the April eighteenth fight, but yep. that got canceled. So now, yep. they're trying to do it again. I, me personally, I think uh, it's it's great for Gaethje because now he has more time to train. Yeah, but yep. that's if he trained because he might have not. He might have just thought, you know, maybe maybe okay, this fight's falling through. They're going to make Khabib Tony right. whenever they have time, and then it comes back, and so he might have actually missed that time, but. Yeah, he's still got time though. You know, it's he's got three three hard weeks with a with a, a date and an opponent, and that's all a fighter really wants is a date and an opponent. It's at the same time knowing those things can change and being ready to pivot when they do. Um, in the end, the, some of the best fighters do not some of some of they're they're all different, but and the coaching and the philosophies are all different. But some of them do not train for opponents; they just train to be at their best. Uh, and others train very specifically for opponents. So, but Justin Gaethje, you know, ha- has in the past shown an ability to sort of dig deep to, as he puts it, goes to some of those dark places, those scary, uncomfortable things. You know, we all like to believe we could run into a burning house and we'd be the one to save the old lady and the baby. Uh, but we don't know if we are. We really don't know if we are those people. Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson know that they're that they have at times, when prepared, been capable of that. So that's that's a powerful thing. Um, but you know, what the issue of training too is: what are you used to, and what do you have now, and what does that mean? So if you are, for example, and how does that connect? How does that compare to what your opponent has? Um, because if both of you are hitting punching bags in your basement and running. Then we are facing the exact same things and we have the exact same preparation. We have the exact same, you know, setbacks and, and, and uh, it's good. But if one of you has six close friends that are all sheltered in place, seeing nobody except each other. So they're all trying to stay away from being exposed to viruses and they get together five times a week and they wrestle and they do jujitsu and they spar and you don't have that that's probably the biggest variable in the discussion of this and any fight right now. It isn't how does somebody throw leg kicks because that's dependent on how they've prepared. It's who has what access to preparation uh, and how do those two things compare? That's, and we do, and this is the problem with most of our ability to, to figure out how to analyze something in truth instead of just analyze it in a formulaic way for entertainment purposes is uh, most of the information that is the most important, we do not have access to. And we can't necessarily trust them because if I w- had no training, I might want the world and my opponent to think I'm training like a motherfucker. And if I was training like crazy and I had the best training I've ever had, I might want my opponent to think I don't have it. So even what they say is not necessarily going to tell us much truth. So we know nothing. And that's exciting. That's exciting. Now we get to go into a fight where, you know, literally we, we have no idea what, you know, what example of what they are capable of they're sitting at right now. And it's, that's cool. That's, that's part of the beauty. I agree. I think that's going to be, that's going to be awesome to see the, just how, how this type of thing affects them as a fighter and how they yep. capitalize or either it affects them negatively, hopefully not, but uh, yep. it's going to be interesting, yep. but trying to, yep. to get it all down. It's just how you prepare, how you prepare, how they're preparing for the fight and nobody really yep. knows. Yep. And, and all of these things, you know, I find interesting because this is what I love. But I also, you know, you tend to learn about life and everything from these things. We're, like I said, we're all that. 
every one of us, you know, how we will do tomorrow at something we're trying to do is dependent on how much sleep we get today, how our mindset is, where we're at, how we prepare. Did we study? Did we, did we, you know, take care of everything that was within our control? So we not only did all those things, but we have the confidence that we did them. And then you go in and you can trust, trust the process. Or did we just show up at the last second, you know, and uh, don't know, haven't prepared anything and it's all luck and, and, um, and, you know, and that's, that's true of all our life. And once we know that, then that allows us to prepare as best we can. I, whenever I have the chance to commentate, I would rather have prepared for days and done the deep research and, or weeks if possible. But then sometimes you can't, sometimes they call and say, are you available Saturday? And it's Friday and you're on a plane, you know, you, you go with what you have. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's very exciting. And, um, oh, also I wanted to ask you, um, I always like to ask people, especially somebody like you that's very knowledgeable in the sport and know a lot of people, uh, who do you think are good up and comers in the UFC or Bellator? Who do you, who do you think people should keep an eye on? Like, man, this, this guy's talented. We're going to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely, you know, I've been very deep in Bellator because that's, you know, when I, when I made, made the commitment for a year to really do a lot of work for them. And they made a commitment to me. The plan was that it would be 50% of my month based on, you know, the fact that I analyze UFC for TSN in Canada and I commentate other things. It'd be 50% of my month. But now that, you know, they're my primary, my primary focus during this period, I'm really, really deep in the Bellator athletes. And, you know, there's a guy, Taiwan Claxton, he, he came off a loss and then looked very, very good. He's, he's somebody to really watch. There's so many. Joey Davis. Uh, AJ McKee is like at 17 or 18 and 0 already. So I don't know if he's a prospect at all anymore. But some of these guys that I'm really getting the good fortune to analyze up close in Bellator are really spectacular. But there's two kids. Uh, you know, they're not kids anymore. They're in their 20s now. But, but um, they're both uh, Tony and TJ Laramie. They're, neither one is in the UFC or Bellator yet, but if somebody looks them up, I've commentated a lot of their fights, a lot of their fights, and they're very special. I, I really like both of those guys. They're somebody people should watch. And Keith Lee, actually, Tony's first fight was against Keith Lee, who's Kevin Lee's younger mm-hmm. brother, and and uh, they were both about 18 years old. Amazing fight. One of the great first fights between debut fighters I've ever seen, and I got to call it. Keith Lee fights in Bellator now. And um, he's somebody to keep an eye on. There's a lot of 35ers there, man. Patrick Mix, that's another one who is, he's undefeated, submitting guys in one minute, good guys. Uh, So there's a lot of really, 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 and the good young fighters now are very modern and very, very different. They're different. They're so fully formed uh, and they're so, they're, they're so free. So much freer than the last couple of generations yep. of fighters. So it's very exciting. Yeah, I was seeing that very too. Exciting. Yeah, you see people that are more well-rounded, more diverse with their things, and they're more creative in the ring. And I see a lot of that. Yeah. I see a lot of that in the new. Yeah. Players. So that's that's super exciting. I think about yeah. I think about how UFC and the mixed martial arts was like five, even five years ago. I was going to say ten, but five years yeah. ago. And yeah. today, you're like, wow, this is a huge difference just because of everything yeah. we're learning. It's great. Yeah, and I think five years from now, I'll be the same. You know, I really like that Sugar Sean O'Malley, too. I mean, I really like that kid. Like, you know, I like the way he's experimenting and growing and thinking differently. Like, not just his fighting. You know, he's he's one of these modern stoner yep. artists. Yeah, you know? I, 
you know, that's, just reached out to him. So hopefully yeah. I'll have him on the podcast too. But yeah, I'm, yeah. there's somebody else um, that we're fascinated about. Uh, I have but, a co-host. He's not well, here. please. Uh, well, tell your co-host I said hello. And please tell Sean, you know, that I've enjoyed analyzing his work and definitely tell him that I came on and I, rec- and I recommend you guys highly. Cool, man. So hopefully yeah, that helps. Yeah, I appreciate helps. it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Robin. Uh, you, you I got appreciate it. all your time here today, man. We're super grateful. So uh, hopefully we'll get to have you well, on again. It, it, yeah, it's mid-April. Like, definitely don't hesitate to send me a message again, you know, mid-late May. And let's Sounds do it again. Good, man. And uh, like I said, I, I want right, to do more well. on Bellator. So you're, you're kind of my guy on that. So yep. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Oh, I'm thrilled. Thanks. Thanks, thank Robin. you. Keep up the yeah, good you work, wanna, man. And enjoy you want to give everybody your, your yep. social media so they can follow you? Yeah, all of my one-minute breakdowns and even, you know, the breakdowns I'm doing with fighters now are on my Instagram. It's at Robin Black Martial Arts. Uh, Twitter, at Robin Black MMA. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, on TikTok, I'm at Robin Black Bink. And my YouTube, I'm doing a YouTube ang every single day. It's YouTube.com slash Robin Black. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I'm modifying some of those into podcasts as well, but that's that's – it's hard to keep up with all of this stuff, but when you're doing what you love, it's, it's, you know, it's not that right. hard. Comes a little easier. <laughs> That's right. Well, brother, uh, keep up the good work, man, and keep, keep grinding. And until next time, enjoy the hostilities. Thanks, Robin. Friend. Take care. And there you have it, folks. Robin Black. Thank you again, Robin, for coming on. Uh, guys, if you do not follow him on social media, which if you're an MMM fan, you should be. The one minute breakdowns are fantastic. You want to check those out. Robin, thank you again so much for coming on. Guys, uh, give us a follow. Listen, we're on everywhere now. Um, so excited to break the news this morning that we made it on Feedspot's top M- uh, 40 MMA podcast at number 33. So we're climbing that, hoping to get to climbing. So we're like one of those podcasts that you got to listen to in 2020. And we're going to be bringing you great guests, great material, best we can, as much as we can. Also, guys, if you can't get to Spotify, if you can't get to Anchor or Apple Podcast, if you can't get to, you know, Pocket Cast or, you know, all these other platforms, we're on a lot of platforms. You can find us anywhere. Just Dragon Fist MMA and search us. We'll come up. So whatever it is, if you can't get on any of those, check us out uh, on iHeartRadio. We are now uh, on iHeartRadio. So I was very excited about that news that I also got this morning. Thank you guys for following and listening along. Thank you to my guests that have been on uh, last week and, and this week. Uh, thank you so much uh, for everything. We're extremely grateful. And without further ado, we'll leave this podcast to you guys. My name is Derek Green signing out for Dragon Fist MMA Podcast.